now it's time for some Midweek Thoughts. Welcome back, Midweek Thoughts. And the funny thing about today's episode is I have no idea. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> what? What's so funny? <laughs> you said the funny thing about, and I just... Was oh, yeah. That was my joke. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I, I do. I showed up. John said, hit record. I hit record. And here we are. So this is as live as it gets, people. So, John, what the heck are we going to talk about today? Hashtag meat is murder. Murder. Hashtag, so is plants is murder too. Plants is murder. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what you eat. You're killing something that doesn't want to die. Mm. Anyway, that's the Cliff Notes version. Um, no, I was mowing today, right? And mm-hmm. we were looking at our schedules and we were like, Man, when are we going to record? We have a really busy weekend. And I was like, I'll think of something because you always think of something when you're mowing. Yeah. And I thought about like the the life lessons that you can learn from just nature, right? And how cool nature is. And like most people think when they're mowing, like I want to cut my grass super low because then I won't have to mow for a while. But when you cut your grass super low, the grass thinks it's dying Mm -hmm. and it will like spring into action and be like, where did the rest of my body go? And it'll like, it'll like try to grow that much faster so it can protect itself from the sun and it'll be less susceptible to to drought because when you cut your grass high you're still mowing just as much and you have a much healthier lawn because the grass wants to stay alive like it wants to grow mm-hmm. um, but it made me think about all of these other things about plants whatever so I'm coming inside and uh and i'm i made my daughter lunch and she's got like ground beef and apples. <laughs> um, hey, what do you what do you call a cow that's laying down? Ground beef. Ground beef. Yeah. All right. Okay, so so she's looking at her apples and she's got eight different slices. I cut them into quarters and then eights and she's like, "Daddy, eight apples had to die for this meal." And I was like, well, sometimes we do that when we make different kinds of, you know, meat dishes you know we'll count the parts and be like okay like three chickens had to die for this meal and the kids like oh they had to die like and we explain the whole food process how food works and that food's good for us and meat is especially good for you um and i said i said well actually annie the apple didn't have to die and then i started thinking about it tim Mm -hmm. the apple is not dead yet Otherwise, it would be all like rotted and everything. And we wouldn't want to eat that. So we're actually... So it's e- still on the journey. It's still alive. Mm-hmm. And we're eating this apple while it's still alive. Mm-hmm. And there's probably even living things inside of that apple that we're eating. And I was just like, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> that we're eating this apple on its journey to death. Because it's not... It's unhooked from its branch. It can no longer grow, but it's on its journey to death and we're eating it. So like, that's just, I don't know. I never really thought about that before. Yeah. We tend not to think that plants have a life because there's no like visible pulse and they're not, you know, breathing, so to speak. But, you know, there are, I mean, look at Venus flytraps. Look at those studies. I don't know how accurate, but there are studies that, you know, say if you play music around certain plants, they grow quicker. They respond to the frequencies. And the, mm-hmm. so, I mean, there's very much a life in plants as well. Right. I mean, if a plant, uh, 
depending on the plant, all plants are different. Like there are chemicals, like it's essentially chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. Animals don't have those kind of chemicals because uh, animals defense mechanism is run. Mm-hmm. Like they can camouflage themselves, they can hide, they can run, they can fly. They don't have any of those chemicals that say stay away from me, except if you're a skunk, but whatever. <laughs> Plants, they can't run because they're stuck there in the ground. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what comes up and eats them, like insects, for example, if, if an insect lays its eggs on certain plants, like that plant will recognize the eggs and then create some sort of a chemical or whatever, or it will create almost like a tumor to push the eggs off of the plant. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me. It blows or, my mind. Or like thorns. like Thorns? Pl- yeah. yeah. Thorns are made so animals wouldn't eat those exactly. plants. Poisonous plants, they're made so if you eat the plant, well, screw you. Now you're going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... There's very much defense mechanisms. Yeah. And we don't know why. Like, we don't know why plants, like, why don't plants, like, who cares? It's a plant, right? It has right. a, but if a plant cared, why does it have this built in defense mechanism to it? Mm-hmm. Clearly, they don't want to be eaten. Yeah. You know, and I think about like, there's some plants, which is really cool. If, if it senses an insect or something on it, it will emit some type of pheromone that attracts dragonflies hmm. because dragonflies love caterpillars. Mm-hmm. So then the dragonfly will pick up on the smell and like, okay, my plant brother needs help, you know? And it's mm-hmm. got like, these plants have like ambassador insects that aren't <laughs> going to eat them, but they know they can call on these other insects <laughs> to help get in. It's so funny. This stuff blows my mind. Like it really does. Like, especially the, um, the giraffe, giraffes love this tree called the acacia tree. Um, when one acacia tree starts being eaten by a giraffe, it will change I guess it's taste. It'll send chemicals through its system, change its taste so the draft doesn't like it. But not only that, the other trees in the area who are not being eaten by drafts at the moment will also change their taste. Because they just sense it. They communicate. Yeah. Somehow they communicate through the root system, through smells, through everything. So like plants are living, breathing just as much as any animal, maybe if not more. And they definitely, you could say, central nervous system, emotions, whatever. Well, I mean, if you, you, but I mean, just anyway. look at the roots of a plant, and then look at the nervous system of the human body. Mm-hmm. It looks identical. Like you, you ever see, you ever go to those exhibits at the museum, and you see the human bodies, but it's just the nerves, and it's just like the veins or whatever. So you don't see any of the organs. It looks identical to a tree root. Literally, right? It's just little tiny offshoots. It's just, it's super fascinating to me. Things like I never even thought twice about how plants work and things like that. I haven't eaten, I haven't eaten because of this. I haven't eaten plants in almost three to four months aside from a bite here or there. Mm. So I do think that they're inside of plants are important. They're good for you, but I don't know that they're as important as people think they are. I like my red meat. It's Mm. good. I just read an article today, Tim, that said red meat, there's absolutely zero link whatsoever between red meat and cardiovascular disease. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. Maybe we'll link to that. Well, it's funny how there's chicken farms and there's also tree farms. Yes. (laughs) Yes, farms. You see all the time now, granted, yes, the conventional or the concentrated animal feed organizations, those feedlots like... I heard on a podcast recently, they aren't as bad for the environment as commercial agricultural farming. And they're Mm. almost even in terms of how it affects the environment. Now, Um, now there's very different distinctions. So like you can't deny 
that there's a, a ton of malpractice happening at a lot of these farms. Like, you know, the inhumane behavior. So you, you can't deny that. Right. But some of them. Yeah, I'm I think not saying they, say no. they get a bad rap. I think there's because uh, some of them have gotten in trouble that. I know you you often see this like snapshot of these like cows yeah, the all pe- lined up at a feed trough. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, how can they? But that's like going to your like your neighborhoods. That's like going to Chick fil A on any like Friday night or Saturday and taking a picture be like, oh my goodness, look how these people are treated. They're confined to these feeding places. Mm-hmm. Like it's a picture taken like at that one moment, at that one spot in time yeah. where they aren't confined there. But, but yeah, some of them are bad. Absolutely. And I don't really like, I'd rather have the, the pastured farming. Um, I want to see animals treated well mm-hmm. and plants. But can you have your cake and eat it too? I don't know. There's a lot of humans on this planet and we all need to eat. And I think there's a demand and I think businesses have to do things to keep up with the demand. And it's not always ethical. No, which is sad. And it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, Mm -hmm. which is why I don't like to get into it too much because I realize people are hungry. They're Mm -hmm. not going to stop eating and companies (laughs) will take advantage of every every grasp they can get on selling a product. Yeah. But yeah, you talk about like animal farming and that there's organizations that just totally say, no, this is not ethical. This is not right. But what about like Christmas tree farms or like the whole idea behind Christmas tree farms is to plant trees, grow them to a certain height, harvest them just so they can sit in your house for a month and then they die. You try to keep them alive while they're in your house, and then they die. I think the difference is there's a huge disconnect. Like, you look at a chicken or a pig, and you look into their eyes, and you see their little, like, breath coming in and out. And then you look at a tree, and there's just, like, a giant disconnect. But the warmth and coziness of a Christmas tree in your (laughs) house is... It's like it has when you hang the balls on it. Those are like the no, eyeballs of the, the Christmas tree. The eyeballs of the tree, and putting the lights on it is the clothing. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but, you're but right. You know there saying? is a disconnect. Yeah, because we don't care about the plant, right? But that tree, its whole purpose, the whole purpose of that tree was to grow for your enjoyment and your pleasure and die. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. But what about animals? You you put an animal in a in a farm. Say it is treated well, maybe not ideal, but you know what? Mm. Neither is a Christmas tree. <laughs> They're all stacked up together like that. And you put an animal in the best place possible, considering what you have to work with. Mm-hmm. And its sole purpose is to live a life so it can die, so you can eat. Yeah. I don't see much difference there. Animals are food, like it or not. Not dogs and cats. That's weird. Or horses. Why don't we eat horses? You think they'd be hardy. Right. They're big and like strong, but they're, but they're tool like horses are tools. You know, there's so much that people use horses. People use dogs, cats. I'm not exactly sure. Cats, you know what? Cats are tools. Cats are tools. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but cats so, keep mice away from that's cats are tools. Cats mm. aren't tools. Cats are tools to keep mice and rodents away from your barn and all the food that's in there. There we go. So, That's, so with right. with with this train of thought that you went down, what's like the <laughs> what's like the is there a consensus that you want to reach or like like a point that you like like what's the takeaway? Because 
you know, if they are the same as you're saying it is, like, what's like the takeaway? I don't like to, to break this break a stigma of some kind. Um, yes, I don't like vegans. I'm not anti-vegan, although I do believe that meat is good for you and meat may be the only thing that you need to eat. Um, but I do believe meat's good for you. Vegetables, a lot of people can, they're good for you too, I think. Um, but I don't like the whole moral superiority that a lot of people say, meat is murder. I don't eat meat. Meat, let's do meatless Mondays and all of this stuff because in reality, like, no, plants want to stay alive, period. Um, so, no, it is not like a big anti-vegan thing. No, yeah. Sorry. But just the fact that the matter is you cannot deny that even in your quest for veganism perfection, that you are still contributing to the death of things that don't want to die and animals along the way, too, because the crop production, so you can eat corn and soy your entire life, mm-hmm. um, is killing so many animals that live there. There's a field behind my house. It's several hundred acres, and it's essentially devoid of life. You know, you'd think that with all of that land back there, there'd be a lot more animals than there are. I hardly see any. Well, two things. One thing is I was vegan for a year and a half, and it wasn't even really like an animal thing. It was truthfully, one, to see if I could do it, and two... Because I just knew somebody who was like, hey, man, like you're trying to get healthy. Why not try doing vegan? And I did lose a lot of weight, but I did not feel it cleared up some issues. But I was like uh, skinny fat in a sense where like I was getting very lean, but I wasn't like getting, quote, healthy, so right. to speak. And I think you would you say the majority, though, you lost some weight, though, but I would imagine that's probably in part from a lot of stuff that you gave up, not so much stuff that you were eating. Yes, did exactly. You give up, did you give up a lot of junk food? Oh yeah, I like didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And I didn't. Chips and pretzels yes. and things like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I gave up, and then I also, and what it did was it taught me how to have self control. Like whenever I would grab like a snack, I would get a lot, as opposed to when I was vegan, I would just have a little. So I don't know if I could contribute these benefits to vegan or like i i'm just not like that educated but then another thing to play off of what you said is these fields that are meant meant for you know soy or whatever else i was watching a podcast and people are probably gonna laugh ted nugent but he was saying that he kills so many animals trying to protect his soy fields or something like that like right. the amount of animals that he has to kill that go after those crops almost negates the fact that you're saving an animal's life by not mm-hmm. feeding someone meat. Oh, yeah, dude. We could spend... Like poison. Like, when, you, you poison everything oh, yeah. so the animals die if they eat it. And, and maybe sometime we'll get somebody on the podcast that understands, like, the soy industry and the corn industry yeah. and that a lot of those foods... Like, I'm not against a plant-based diet. I think people that eat a lot of plants are fantastic. Mm. What I don't like to see is people then all of a sudden replace their meat with these soy products mm. and and corn and all of that stuff that is not healthy for you. Um, but without getting too far down that hole, there is a lot of conspiracy. Government funds corn and soy fields. Um, there's a lot of funding there. Most of the big corn and soy fields in America do not really go towards um, what you think it does. It's just it's all it's all a big mess, and we'll save that for an expert. But yeah, anyway, that yeah, was it, my it, journeys into lawnmower thinking about <laughs> what we're gonna talk about on the podcast. No, it's interesting. <laughs> like you're like you know, if you guys don't know, John's a certified health coach. He's like definitely dove into the whole health world the past couple of years, and it's been interesting 
being an outsider to that and hearing tidbits and stuff. Cause like I said, I, before my being vegan, my diet was eat whatever I want, however much I, you know what I mean? Like literally there wasn't, there wasn't a diet. And then d- being vegan taught me a lot just about self-control. But now I'm kind of like in this weird limbo thing where I'm not keto carnivore type guy, but I'm also not vegan. I'm like in this weird, but just find out, like find out what works for you and find what, you know, find yeah. your, find your here's, path. Here's like when, when I hear people say like, everybody's different find what works for you. When it comes to food, I have th- three different principles. Well, again, <laughs> this is midweek thoughts, but we have some time. No grains. I don't think anybody needs to eat grains. Um, some people can tolerate grains, but the amount of consumption of grains in our country right now is horrendous. It's way more than it ever should be. Um, no refined sugar and no like sea oils, like soybean oil and, and vegetable oils and things like that. And outside of that, there is a whole tremendous world of plants and fruits and vegetables that people can eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside of that, there's meat too. And I think that, that there's nothing wrong with eating plants, uh, depending on the person. Now, in that situation, there are people that are very sensitive to eating plants because yeah. of those chemicals that are in plants, and they can't. Um, there's a lot of people that are sensitive to certain types of meat too, and they can't. So inside of those uh, no grains, no sugars, no seed oils, you can do a lot of experimenting into what kinds of foods work really well for you yeah. um, to maintain the best possible health um, and weight that you desire. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have any further health related questions, I know John would love to I answer love them. them. So, you know, even if you completely disagree with everything being said, like, let us know. Let us. Um, let us. <laughs> let us pray. I always say that. Like, uh, meals. Like, you know, well, let us pray. It's, it's, but to wrap it up, too, like, let us wrap it up. Let us wrap. <laughs> anyway, there is no such thing as vegetables. Uh, a friend of mine posted this to the one keto group I'm in, and I wish I had it in front of me. I'm not going to look it up, but basically they're like, well, what, what's that whole, is tomato a fruit or a vegetable? Mm. And tomato is actually a fruit along with peppers and some other things that you might've thought were vegetables because of the, what makes a fruit a fruit, mm-hmm. like the biology of the fruit. And, uh, and so went through this whole list of things that we thought were vegetables or fruits. And they're like, well, what about like carrots and radishes and potatoes? Like, well, those are roots. They're not their roots mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they are right so and then they're like yeah but what about lettuce and cabbage and brussels sprouts and things like those are leaves <laughs> those are leaves that you're eating so they're not so there was just a really funny thing that like vegetables is just what we call them yeah but they like don't actually exist interesting <laughs> the only thing that's really a vegetable is like a dandelion <laughs> dandelion <laughs> right that nobody eats anyway i thought that was a fun little tidbit yeah so. all right cool well hopefully you Hopefully it tickled your brain today. A little uh, yeah. stuff to chew on, but chew on. Oh God, food <laughs> puns. But yeah, we'll see you Thursday. I'm not sure what that episode's going to be about yet. It is to be determined, but I guarantee it's going to be fun. Whatever it is, yeah, it'll be like an adventure. Yeah, it will be. So we will see you then. All right, guys, have a good week.